You are listening to Crosstalk. A safe place to discuss addiction, recovery, harm reduction, and everything in between. Support for this podcast comes from the Kentucky Opioid Response Effort and Advocates of Recovery. Content and production by the team at Turning Point Recovery Community Center. Now, buckle up and get ready for the show. Welcome everyone to Crosstalk Recovery, the recovery podcast that supports all forms of recovery. I'm Matt Lewis, and I'm here with... Raj Christian, uh, Oxford House, Kentucky State Chairperson, alumni from Oxford House Gemma in Paducah, Chapter 4. My name is Kaylee Leak. I'm the President of Genie House in Paducah and the HSC Chair for Chapter. And I am Mariah from uh, Genie House. I am Fundraiser Chair. Welcome you all. Uh, Glad to have you back, Raj. Uh, Those are some titles you got there. Uh, You know... um, Raj was on before talking about Oxford House, and he listed all the rules. And, uh, uh, you know, it was a lot. Probably scared some people off, honestly. But uh, I'm a big supporter of the Oxford House, man. I love what they do. I think that it helps a lot of people. It's a good place to start your recovery uh, and to build those relationships with people and have that little extra accountability that we need and start to – you know, build your life back. Uh, I've seen a lot of people succeed through there. And uh, Rod wanted to come on today and bring his friends on to talk about some of the events that Oxford House has coming up. Um, but I thought it would be cool, since it's y'all's first time on here, if you guys would share a little bit about, like, what got you into the Oxford House, uh, what you feel comfortable sharing, and how you've enjoyed it to the point you're at today. All right, again, my name is Kaylee. Um, I was born and raised in Metropolis and started drinking and using drugs at 12. Um, That progressed for quite some time. I'm 35 now. Um, Got 13 felonies. I've lost custody of all three kids and uh, been through quite a journey to get to my recovery. Um, I've been in Oxford House for six months. I got there. um, I wasn't planning on coming to Oxford. I actually uh, was in jail and was planning on coming out and just drinking, which is, um, I thought at the time, perfectly acceptable. Um, So something happened, and my place fell through, and Oxford was kind of my only option. So when your options decrease, your willingness increases. Yes, they do. Yeah, I ended up um, applying and getting into Oxford. Um, Walked in on the half meeting and was completely overwhelmed. Um, there was a bunch of eyes and seconds, and I didn't understand any of it um, at the time. But uh, Oxford House has given me the stability that I would not have had on the outside trying to do this on my own. Um, I come out of jail, luckily had a job waiting on me, so I did have some money coming in eventually. But uh, it's given me accountability, and it's given me a sisterhood that I did not expect. Um, we started with a struggling house, and now we've built our house up to where we have community and unity, and we support each other, and we hold each other accountable, and uh, I wouldn't change it for the world. It's given me something I never expected. That's awesome. What about you? And I'm Mariah again. Um, well, I'm not even originally from here, so I didn't even know what an Oxford house was. Um, I started addiction when I was about 18. I'm originally from California. I lived in Texas for about six years before coming here. Um, and of course, you know, a guy was involved when I got in trouble down here almost four years ago and, uh, I got brought back here and went to rehab at Lifeline and thought it was, you know, the get out of jail free card. And I actually taught, got taught stuff there, you know, learned what it is to be sober. And 
um, I knew if I went back out there to Texas or if I went to try to go live somewhere else without sober people around, I wouldn't be where I am today. And so Oxford House has continued to help me get more people in my life that are sober, who are wanting to um, do the same things, the next right thing as I do. It's given me uh, more sisters in my life that are supportive and understanding who work the same programs as me, and I'm able to grow in my own sobriety and in my relationship with God and my loved ones. So that's all I I love and am appreciative for that. I mean, I'm I'm that's trusted awesome. now, and um, you know, I have people who are who rely on me for things that I never thought I'd be able to be reliable on again. That's really cool. How long have you all been at Oxford? Um, I got there July 31st of last year. Yeah. And I think I got there October 21st of last year. That's great. Well, I'm happy you guys are there and are enjoying it and making something out of it and building your life back and finding it beneficial. So, so you I, know, you know, when you first see somebody and they come into like into your life, <laughs> and you see something in them, you can see that they have something that can work for them and can help them with their life. Mm-hmm. That's what happened when Kaylee first came in. I handed her the Oxford House manual. I handed her the bylaws. As I see something in you, study this. And she sat back and didn't do it for a couple months, and then she decided to sit down and take charge and be a leader in the Oxford House community. And she's doing great. It's awesome. Still sub- stubborn, but you know. Yeah, but he like like I said, I was like brand new. It was day two in, and here he comes, like, hey, blah, 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 blah. he's a lot. And here's that, and there's chapter positions coming up. Your first chapter's in two weeks, and I'm like, God, it's I don't even know what crazy. chapter is because like, he did that to her, and then she turned around and did that to me. So it's like a whole cycle going on here. <laughs> well, whatever works, you know. Uh, obviously, you guys are succeeding at it, you know. So, but I know how Raj can be. <laughs> Uh, somebody obviously didn't like it too much because they uh, gave you a black eye yeah yeah that was the machine at work a lot of people like to say it was my girlfriend but i'd be a little less embarrassed if it was her Uh, i can't handle the machine i work with what am i doing working with it you know true enough (laughs) so tell us about what kind of events you got coming up man i know you got the masquerade ball which sounds like it's going to be really cool did you guys make that free now yeah, uh, I'm going to hand it over to the fundraiser chair. I, when I was fundraiser chair when I was in it, I had come up with the idea, got it going, and I left, and I am now an alumni of Oxford House. I'm no longer right. a member in the house, so I can't hold that chair position. So I'll hand it over to them, let them explain more about what it's about, what's going on, who, what, when, and where. All right. So everything's still um, similar to how Raj started it, um, but we do have it being free now. So that way, anybody who's in recovery doesn't have to find a way to get that $40 to be able to come in and um, get the information that we're offering at the event. Um, And so you're able to come as you are. I mean, if you want to dress up, go right ahead. It's still a masquerade theme. You know, we're probably going to be dressed up and, you know, not flashy, flashy, but you know what I mean. And then um, we do have a guest speaker, Mike Lip. Um, all the tables, they're going to have their chance to speak for at least five minutes um, to explain why they're there and what they can offer the community and to those people still struggling. Um, and then we have, of course, a major raffles going on. Um, Raj got us a, a cabin 
donated and then him and his uh (laughs) his girl got them a ski pass sky park yeah he knows the sky lift and sky deck and lights over gatlinburg it's a we, me and my girlfriend got a two hundred dollar gift card for that to go along with the two nights in a cabin down there. It's so. cool. Stephen yeah. got a fancy little heart jacuzzi in the room. It's yeah. really cute. So yeah. hopefully it's a couple getting that prize, you know. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, someone's gonna have to find someone. <laughs> and then Kaylee got another amazing uh, donation. Um, it is for a slingshot rental. I think it's $250, a gift card. Um, it's like one of them fancy little things you see on the road with the top off of it and the two wheels up front and the one in the back. Um, it's uh, a friend of mine, Dylan Street, owns a business down here, and, uh, he's also, you know, like we are, and, uh, he gave us that rental too, so, or that raffle, not rental. Um, so we can also (laughs) raffle that off. I'm, I'm excited about the raffles. Um, I really am. I think we'll have a good turnout with, with making it not $40. Like my vision was we had, um, in this area, it's kind of like a, a desert. It's starting to get better with recovery. And I come from a recovery in Louisville, which when you're in Louisville, you recover, you die basically. And, um, they have resources for housing and vehicles and jobs. And they have such this abundance of people that will help with all these things, college housing while you're in the college family support, and um, so one of our main goals is to be able to get the resources here in Paducah out to the people that need them. Um, I know when I started Googling and getting into other resources, there's a lot here I didn't even know about. Um, a bunch of counseling, a bunch of the medicated assistant treatment, um, in addition to other sober livings. There's a lot in Paducah, and yeah. we want to try to bring them all together. Housing Coalition, um, non-profit name ABLE, and they help advocate for voting rights for uh, people like me that's a felon to where they automatically restore. Um, they'll be there. There's a potential transitional house for women that's going to be there, and then another um, non-profit out of Louisville. I believe it's uh, We Clean Up Well. I believe okay. so. We're hoping to get a uh, a whole bunch of different people, Goodwill and all these other places in there, so that a person like me can walk in, maybe out of jail or just fresh on the street again in Oxford or or wherever, and go to these different places and maybe find vocational training and numbers where they can connect with other people. We'll be right back. Hey, y'all! Did you know it's illegal to own just one guinea pig in Switzerland because they get lonely? Here at Turning Point, we don't want you to ever be lonely either. That's why we are open seven days a week from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Always feel free to come hang with our friendly staff and don't forget your guinea pig. We're located at 415 Broadway Street, downtown Paducah. Hello, everybody. You want to know something? My biggest issue with meetings is despite their name, they're never about me. Here at Turning Point, all of our meetings are for you and about you. We have meetings at least three times a day, seven days a week. We are located at 415 Broadway, Paducah, Kentucky. Call 270-444-3621 for more information. We've also got other places like uh, New Town Recovery, Serenity Recovery from Murray. Um, they're showing up. We got a uh, mountain of hope. Mountain of hope. Yeah, we're hoping to get Center Point in there and Lifeline because they're two major points too. Right. So. And also, I just want to put it out there that uh, the donation for the cabin came from Kentucky Care, and they're going to probably be setting the table up as well since they're a big part of the 
the, the event. Yeah. And we do know Turning Point's going to have a table there as well, you know, which is great because they're a huge part of the recovery world now here in Paducah that I know of. So from the past, I heard you guys were in a battle with Oxford House for Rappels, so try to beat this one. <laughs> Not that I knew of. <laughs> Someone had said that we that we didn't show up or that we didn't bring a rapple to the overdose awareness. They were expecting us to bring one because we were on a rapple battle. Oh, I don't know who that was, oh. but I'm out of the loop on all that. When did you, uh, Kaylee? When did you live in Louisville? Um, I graduated Freedom House in April of 21. I actually um, had my son. I had him in Jefferson County. Um, he turns three. Uh, in two days, and uh, so I went through Freedom House. He was my little sidekick the whole time. Um, it was amazing being able to keep my baby with me the whole entire time I was in treatment. Um, graduated that program in April of 21. So I lived, uh, that's awesome. I lived in Louisville for 20 years, and I was that was when I was in the madness the whole time, and I had never got involved in recovery up there at all until I got down here. And I'm glad that there's such a strong recovery in this community, in this town, but I know that I, there was a lot going on there, too, that I had no idea about because, one, I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't being forced into it. Uh, you know, I just struggled. But uh, I'm glad that there's so many good resources up there and that you're helping bring some of them down here and getting people involved. That's That's awesome to hear, man. So what other events do you guys have coming up or fun? I know, like, you got all – Oxford House has all kinds of – fun things they do and, and i know it's different depending on where you're at like different chapters have different you know different places have different events and you guys take from each other and you have big meetups campouts and dc and all yep. those things so events that we got yearly that go on is there's a, a camp out for oxford house it's the state convention or state workshop it's out in cumberland falls it's a uh camp out for two or three days out there that's coming up in may i think uh and then again we went to world right when i was here last time we were building up some money in the fundraiser to go to world convention which was in mm -hmm. dc this year and every other year it's in dc and years in between it's in a different state so next this year it's in orlando florida so me and my girlfriend and three four three other people from our area end up going to D.C., a total of, I think, 75 from Kentucky went all over the state. Um, there's 18 chapters. Uh, but those are right now the future events that I know of for the, the whole state. Other than Chapter 4, we still got to come up with some more events. But the past events we've had, um, we had that bingo that we were here last time talking about. Mm -hmm. And then we've had car washes all throughout the summer. Um we uh, we also had a, an airsoft competition. We went out into the airsoft field and oh had yeah, a, had that, a little that turned out pretty good, didn't it? It turned out really well. It turned out better than what I thought it was going to turn out. You know what I'm saying? We made a good amount and had fun and all that. Uh, there's other areas around the state. Um, they've had sumo wrestling tournaments. They get one of those blow up sumo <laughs> wrestling things and they run at each other. Yeah. Um, a lot of the areas had uh, Halloween parties did stuff during that uh there's also for the women because oxford house promotes women's uh 
women's empowerment. That's what it is. <laughs> so they have a, a women's convention uh, once they just start once a year um, to to show the women that they they have a voice and they're they're powerful within their own recovery. Um, I don't go to the event. I'm not a woman, so I don't know what was all entailed. What? There, but, but a lot of the women have fun when they go there. It's a good thing for uh, them to get involved too. Um, yeah. I know other things that aren't so much on that big scale, and it's not really fundraising. But like for our house, we're in the same house, and uh, we do like unity days in order to grow our house. And uh, we just cooked breakfast the other day, and it's amazing getting to be there with other women and cook breakfast. And you know, you think, oh my god, I cook breakfast, and now I got to eat with them. But it's a lot of fun. And what we've learned is it makes our house stronger, and it makes accountability more comfortable. Because it's super uncomfortable at first to be like, uh, excuse me, hey. You know, it's just uncomfortable because it's bred in. It's not to do that. You know, right. for me, it was bred into me to keep my mouth shut. It's nobody's business, like, to hold all this stuff inside. And today, to be able to go up there and be like, uh, you might be, you know, just a suggestion. And, and our house has gotten to where, through Unity, Unity has helped a lot. We went bowling. Um, I wasn't there for that. So. Oh, my bad. The house, yeah, we, I was in, house I was in, we, we went to Atomic City a couple of times. We yeah, did. I've seen that. I've seen the houses do fun things like that, and I think that is probably crucial. To I mean, you got to build those bonds with the people you live there. If you're always just avoiding each other, then when there's a conflict, there's going to be no, like, you're immediately just going to be uh, up in arms about it because you don't have a relationship with these people, and everybody's going to be blaming, and it, it could be a mess to build those bonds with people. And that, that's what recovery is all about, man. You know, I think that's what's so great about having a strong recovery community is to have a large group of people who've had a lot of the same experiences, have had a lot of the same struggles, and we're here all trying to better ourselves, work on ourselves, improve, and you, we can't do it alone, you know? So it's like you build those friends, you build those connections, you build, like... It's great to have a community of partners that support us. Like, you got all these people coming out to your event to support you and raise awareness and uh, help people and uh, let people know about things they don't even know about that's going on in the community. And like you said, you're, you're finding out about things going on around here that you didn't know about through this process. I mean, it's amazing. And I think that those Unity Nights are a really crucial part of that. Like, you're doing the fun, bigger events, but that small, personal, like the houses, like... I know, like, there's several Oxford houses in this town, and, you know, some of them will do well for a while, and then you get a bad seed in there, and they'll go down, and it's constantly, like, a roller coaster it can be. But then I've seen houses that are, like, have a crew in there that's, like, been there for a long time, and they're all succeeding and lifting each other up and trying to help each other. And, you know, there's successes and failures when people are going to fall, but you always give them opportunities to, like address it and come back and I, I love that about the Oxford house man the house that I was in right before I left there was only six uh, there was two out of eight that were newcomers that hadn't been there six months or longer so that's how long that we stay stabled at that house and mm-hmm. one of the unity events that I came up with while we were, I was there was um, we had a unity breakfast every morning like they did but we also did a unity deep clean like once a month, you know, because, you know, deep clean, you just, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that brought people together, a bunch of eight <laughs> men just walking around cleaning the house at nine in the morning, you know what I'm saying, right before our house meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Not high. Yeah. <laughs> right. 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 Cleaning baseboards and not being down there with a toothbrush. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I mean, we're even able to get other houses together for unity, you know, to help a house that is probably new with everybody in there to help show them that, like, this is what your house can be if you guys are able to build that unity, that trust. You can always contact us, reach out to us because we've been there and we want to be able to help you. That's what we're here for, you know. We'll be right back. You never thought you'd be here. This was not in your plans. You knew it could always happen, but not you, right? If someone told you in the beginning that you'd live in a car, destroy your family, sleep on the street, flatline on a stretcher, or that all the bad company that handed you that first drink, smoke, pill, or needle would be nowhere to be found today, you would have said, no way. But here you are, an addiction took everything. What now? Well, you weren't the only one, and it doesn't have to end here. You just have to reach out for help. There is a life on the other side of an addiction crisis. At Turning Point Recovery Center, we're here with the resources you need to start that new beginning. That's what I, that's yeah. what, like, with Gemma House, they... They're a pretty strong house, and that's what I like to say. It was Gemma was like the base model, almost kind of like to show their house of what's possible because of the strength, the unity, the sobriety, the all that stuff there. And when, like I said, like she said, when they came in, the house had three or four girls in it, and it was struggling real bad. And like I said, I seen in her that she could do real good and help build that house back up. And now they got a full house with three kids in it. Yes, yeah. we have a nine-year-old, an eight-year-old, and a twelve-year-old. Uh, no, they're both eight. Okay, two eights <laughs> and a twelve. And uh, I know when I got in that house six months ago, I think the bank account was like three hundred and some odd dollars. It was. I walk into this house meeting, and I'm like, "Whoa!" Like the, the, there was no organized. Like they were struggling because they had a bunch of trouble keeping consistent members in there. Um, they went through a real rough time, but. I mean, today, like I said, we have unity, we have, now we have our issues, don't get me wrong, but we've learned how to handle them issues, you know, like like you said, you get two people bickering sometimes, but we've learned as a house to be like, whoa, whoa, you know, like we sometimes step in and like, we need to have a seat and we need to be grown women here and let's have a conversation because perception's reality. And most yeah. of the time, there's just this like perception that's off and once there's somebody there to talk about that, it completely changes the atmosphere. Very true. That's awesome. I, I do know that they had talked about coming up with a future bingo event again somewhere, trying to get another one of those going. Yeah. Uh, remember last time I was here, I came up with the light bulb idea. So it's not just a house, it's a lifestyle. And I told you that I was yeah. going to get a hoodie made out of it. Mm-hmm. There's a hoodie. There it is. Yep. And, the, and talking about, built when you, were, when you started off, I was talking about how uh, Oxford House is a good place to start off. And I kind of took a piece out of the AA literature, kind of with the solid foundation, which I based my recovery is what's on the back of that hoodie. So that's, but the way it started for me was, although I was in center point, but when I got out, my recovery really didn't start until I hit the streets and uh, out of center point and in a house. So that's why. Yeah, it usually doesn't start till you start applying it. And like learning about it is great, but when you're in that bubble, especially like when I was in center point, it was locked down for covid the whole time so we weren't getting out of anywhere mine literally didn't start till i left there but uh you know it's important to get out there and start practicing once you start applying it i know that like 
I didn't know whether or not you were going to make it when you got out because, you know, I sponsored you through there. And I was like, you know, I don't know. Uh, rooting for him, though. But, yeah, you, you got in the Oxford house and you just clicked with it, man. You just jumped in uh, full steam ahead. And uh, you're now alumni and moved out all the way to next door. <laughs> <laughs> right next door. Uh, which is great, man. You know, it's worked for you. And, you know, I've given you a hard time about it, but some before. But I think it's great because you found something that works for you that you're passionate about, that's kept you involved, that, you know, and it's helping people. And you're inspiring other people to, to do that. So That was my whole meaning on it. Uh, they tell you when you're in Center Point or wherever you're in a program at, they say stay plugged in. Find somewhere to get in someone's pocket and stay plugged in. And that's what I found in Oxford House. I was able to stay plugged in. I can go to these events. I can come up with events. We can do it as a team. Uh, and it's, it's helped me out significantly. Like, Center Point saved my life, or Oxford House has extended my life, really. So, yeah. You should uh, make that a hoodie. Yeah. yeah. Just, speaking just of, everything you say, we're just going to turn it into a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that hoodie right there she's wearing, that's from Illinois. That's Illinois's... Uh, Hoodie they brought the world convention. That's Kentucky, yeah. the state of Kentucky's we brought, and then that's chapter fours. And then I think this hat came from Oklahoma, and I'm not sure where the the trucker cap cap came. Now, do from. I get to keep this hoodie or oh, the no? <laughs> what? <laughs> what, bro? I don't get to keep oh, it. Possession wow, nine ten. You're gonna have to ask Desi crazy. about that one. Well, I mean, you can try to get it off me, but you, you know, you already got one black eye. So. <laughs> <laughs> matter, matter of fact, I think that actual hoodie might be uh, our outreach workers because he had bought it and laid it down at the world, and I, I, he went to go, he left and went away, and I texted him and said, "Man, I accidentally sold your hoodie." He's like, "I ain't worried about it," and I've had it ever since, and he's never asked for it back. So, I mean, that might be his. He might have to black his eye. <laughs> I'm not blacking anybody's eye. <laughs> You can have the hoodie back, no bro. Huh? <laughs> we don't live that life no more. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, what else do you want to talk about? Uh, I don't know. Future stuff. I don't know. Just want to come out here and have a good time and show the girls. and Kind of like leadership, you know what I'm saying? Like, another light bulb. <laughs> That's like I, I try to lead the, uh, the residents that are currently in Oxford House in the right direction. And show them the way that I was taught by someone that came through and did the same thing that I did. You know what I'm saying? There's people that I look up to in the recovery community that I mirror my leadership off of. Although some people might not take it as leadership qualities at the time. They might take it as like maybe being a little bossy. Right, but I'm, my, I'm my, sure. My, my, <laughs> sure approach, my approach to people. it sometimes is uh, off kilter. But I mean, I'm trying. You know what I'm saying? We're all, we're all trying. But when... Emotions and feelings get involved. There are apologies. There is acceptance, and you just got to figure out where you played your part. And yeah, none of us come into this thing being perfect at it, man. You right. know, it's a it's a work in pro. We're works in progress. You know, and you've you put forth a lot of action, and and I'm proud of you for where you've come. And I and for me, like that's how I that's how I sponsor, man. I don't, you know, <laughs> I don't I don't have I I've read the book, I read the Bible, but I don't like beat people over the head with it, uh, you know, I'll try to lead by example and sponsor by example and say, hey, look, you can succeed at this. You can have fun at this. You can help other people at this, and you're going to be spiritually rewarded. You're going to be, your life's going to be better. Uh, you're going to have happiness and peace and joy. Like, those are the things I've found in sobriety, and I just try to 
live the way that shows that to other people. And like, if you want what I have, like, this is what you got to do. Uh, you found the promises, right? Yeah. Promises keep coming true, <laughs> you know, uh, and it's a blessing, man. It's a blessing. And I know they're available to everyone. You know, it literally only requires you applying, you know, and trying to live by spiritual principles. You know, that's, that's what it's all about. Uh, there's sometimes some, some people in, in, uh, the community there are like, I can't, I can't, I can't, I don't know how. Well, with me is I like to tell them, I put up, when I got into recovery, I put away with the excuses and I come up with results. And the results causes happiness, joyousness, and all that. So Hoodie. Hoodie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Squirrel. Sunshine. <laughs> all right, well, I appreciate you guys coming on, man, and uh, sharing a little bit about these are always fun, man. I'm looking... Uh, did we tell you the date for the masquerade ball? February tenth starts at four. Doors open. Okay, and it's at uh, Walker Hall. Walker Hall. All right, it's gonna be fun. So thanks to y'all are again. You, are you are you bringing your new daddy date with? You know what? This I knew this was gonna come up, <laughs> and this is gonna be a hard. Uh, I, honestly, bro, I was gonna come, and she already has tickets to another prom night that same night that we're going that, to. That, that funds. Uh, something in Africa or something, don't it? Yeah, yeah. Uganda. Yeah, uh, Labor of Love. It's a prom night. We're going to that. So, I, I hate to miss the masquerade ball, but you know, well, that one don't start till like five. You can at least show up because ours starts at four. Same area. Yeah, maybe we'll drop in <laughs> and grace the dance floor with our presence. There you go. <laughs> Who's DJing this? DJ Sober Ninja? No, <laughs> it's gonna be. Uh, we're gonna be talking about it uh, Sunday. But some guy named Smiley. Yeah, Smiley Sounds, I think, is yeah. um, what he is on Facebook. We actually got the suggestion last night while we were at a uh, a different house helping them with their house meeting. And so she gave us a number. We talked to him. And we just got to bring it to the fundraiser committee um, Sunday. Yep. And then um, we'll have an answer. The DJ Sober Ninja was like, there was no DJ to begin with. It was we needed to fill that spot. So ninjas are <laughs> ninjas are non-existent. Yeah. So. Oh, so that was a made-up yeah. DJ. Yeah, it's a good DJ name. Yeah. Right. I always said my DJ name would be DJ Scratch and Sniff. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, thanks for coming on. <laughs> Check us out on YouTube or listen to our audio versions on Apple, Google, Spotify, Podbean, and Amazon Music. And as always, stay grateful. And if you want to save sober. Recovery environment to live in, www.oxfordvacancies.com. And stay grateful. <laughs> if you or someone you know is struggling with addiction or in recovery and needs guidance, speak with Turning Point's team of peer support specialists by calling 270-444-3621. You are not alone, and we are proof that recovery is possible. to do is believe you have to believe in yourself believe that you can do it believe that a place at the top is waiting for you if you are ready to work for it to sacrifice for it to breathe it to live for it every step you take 
must be with intention and directed towards your goal. When you will understand that, you will be able to work with everything inside you with passion, drive, and power. People often ask what the secret to success is, as if there is only one. There isn't one secret. There's not one magic button you push and then overnight you become successful. It's a process of hard work and mastering your craft. It's the dedication to stick it out and find a way to reach